0: Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Diet Riot Podcast. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. We are. least favorite day of the week. Yeah. Now my favorite because of Diet Riot Podcast. Yay. But these are your hosts, Alyssa Miller. Brooke Miller. We're both dietitians. Not related. From the Midwest. (laughs) This is our new intro that we just need to say every time. Both Millers, not related, from the Midwest. Um, I sound like this. And I sound like this. (laughs) Nobody knows who we are. I know. It's hard. I get it, right? When I listen to us, sometimes I'm even like, who made that hilarious joke? Hoping it was me. That was was me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. Today, we're talking about how to become a dietitian. a dietitian. We know all of you are asking, just chomping at the bits to become a dietitian. It is interesting to know the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist and how you get there is yes. because people just throw the terms around and don't really know. Have no idea. I've even told people that I'm a dietitian and they're like, what's that? Like You can see it on their face. And it's not that not that that's bad. It's just like weird to me that people have never heard that term. Yeah. But we actually had a class in our undergrad that you had to take in like your first two years. Yep, I had that too. Did you too? Yep. To teach you how to become a dietitian because so many people had no idea. They thought it was just like a four-year degree and just become a dietitian. And then they were like, wait, no, you have to do all this other stuff, which is crazy. It's ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous. The process kind of sucks. I I would say it absolutely sucks. (laughs) I did not love it. I don't know many people that do Here we are. But hey, we did it. We succeeded. We made it through. So, yeah, the main thing, if you want, if you're interested in becoming a dietitian, you have to know exactly what you're getting into. So you have to have mm-hmm. at least a bachelor's degree. Yep. Or a master's in, like, in, like, mine's in human nutrition. Mine's people's... dietetics. Okay. So they're all named different things, but it has to be through, like, an ASCEND. Uh, an accredited. program. Which ASCEND is, like, the accreditation program for the American the what academy, academy of nutrition and dietetics They've that changed were, their names that were both clearly still members of <laughs> i roll no we're not <laughs> i roll just in case you can't see us. um so your four-year degree has to be already approved by them oh can you hear ashton yeah he's now a new member of the diet right family yeah he's part of it he's here for it him and my dog apparently yep So your program has to be accredited through them, which means it has to like hit certain prerequisites um, of what you learn. And most of it's like organic chemistry, chemistry, biology, biochemistry, anatomy and physiology. It's super science heavy. It's very science. Well, it's a bachelor of science. Yeah. (laughs) That's why it's science heavy. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of hard science classes. I loved my nutrition classes. Yep. Some of the science ones like organic chemistry didn't care for. I loved it. (laughs) <laughs> i'm such a science geek though like i loved science it? and Other math so science much class i liked not biochemistry anatomy and physiology no because i love no didn't physiology. like that one that much <laughs> um gosh, biology it? no it was like a lot of lab stuff microbiology oh yeah yeah, yeah. loved that that's interesting that I was my favorite class i had the best professor fine. That's so he funny. He was the coolest professor. Do you guys do like pathology stuff? Or yeah. did you? Okay. That's cool. Yeah. He was the best professor I had in college, I think. I, I don't even dissecting remember dissecting my cat, which is so <laughs> I did that in high school. I thought I was going to hate it and I loved it so much. It was so interesting. Yeah, Cats not, are already dead people. You don't have to yeah. kill them, okay? But I also like had like in my head another life where I became a surgeon. So to me, like cutting open the cat and dissecting it was really like fun. But most people threw up. <laughs> yeah I didn't love that we had a girl that legitimately could not finish that class she was like I can't do this and it was kind of cute it was that's like, hilarious she like would sit outside during the <laughs> during the parts I don't know if she like do you get an incomplete or do you you have to retake it I mean you have to Ugh, take you sucks. have to you have to finish all your classes um with passing grades as well yeah in order to like apply for an internship so yeah you have to get a four-year degree or a master's in nutrition mm-hmm and then your like last... if you already a lot of people already had a degree and so you can go on and get your master's. Yep. Or if you have a degree in like exercise science or something right. kind of similar, then you can go get your master's in that. Um, and then your last semester of college is when you apply for an internship. Yep. The internship um, only fills about fifty percent of students that apply. I think it's forty-seven percent right now. Okay. 47% – you have a 47% chance of getting an internship your first go-round. Getting matched. Getting matched, which is the word that they use. <laughs> and it's through – I think it's still through a program called DICAS. Yeah. Which is like – they tried to make it this, like, catch-all. Like, basically, you put all your information into diecast, then you choose which program you want to apply to, and it sends your information to them. Well, the problem that I ran into – I don't know if you ran into this, but you do it through diecast but then the certain programs I applied to were like – Oh, you apply through diecast and we have our own application process. And they're different dates. And they're different costs. <laughs> yes, but the one, I almost applied to <sighs> University of uh, Nevada, Reno, uh-huh. and I wanted to apply to it. And then it turns out like their dates were like way ahead of all the oh, other ahead? dates. Yeah. So oh, I ended up not applying after DICAS. So it was like DICAS first. And then it was like, okay, now go was, in and see what no, else. No, it was need. so messed up. Um, And then how many did you apply to? I applied to five. I applied to five too. Yeah. They recommend between four and six. Yeah. I feel like I knew people that applied to like 10 and I knew people that applied to the two. Yep. And I mean, if you have like a 4.0, maybe then you could apply to like two or three, but it's, it's honestly, it's a gamble. Like I wanted to apply to five because I felt like my odds were pretty good to get into one or two of them. Right. And then I applied to, um, where did you apply? Oh gosh, do you remember? I remember them in order. I applied to University of Colorado Children's Hospital. Oh, okay. I applied to their children's program and their adult program. Okay. I applied to Mayo Clinic, which is where I ended up getting in. Yeah. I applied to Sarasota, which doesn't exist anymore. Okay. And then I applied to one in Wisconsin, but I don't remember what it was. Okay. And do you apply in the like... summer, right? Like you started in the yep. summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, started I graduated in August. I graduated in December, so there are less programs. Or no, I started in July, whatever. Yep, I had, okay. but I had less competition. Yeah. right. Okay, um, so still the same thing, on. though. So diecast like, so all of the internships that are available and accredited through Ascend again, um, so it, it needs to meet certain recommendations, will put all their, um, like, programs up for applications through DICAS. Most of them are all through DICAS. And you have two rounds a year. Most of them apply, like, have two rounds of interns going every year. But there was less internships available in like what Brooke is saying six months later, but way less people were applying in the winter. Yeah, I think it was still fifty percent. At least at my university, it was yeah, I think it's fifty percent. Yeah. So, but less. So, like Mayo, we took two groups of interns: so one that started in the summer Ooh. and one that started in winter. <laughs> and um, but anyway, so you basically need to do your four-year degree. Pass with, I think you have to have above a 3.5 GPA for your nutrition classes. For nutrition, yeah. And then like every internship is different what they ask for. So like a lot of my internships were like, you have to have a 3.8. Like we don't Mm -hmm. take anyone below a 3.8 period, And which is your total total GPA. Yeah, mine was not. I think I had a 3.6. Yeah, so you had to like look at what you (laughs) were basically how you were doing in school and then look at the internships you're applying to and make sure that they match up. But I also had a lot of internships say on their, like, we don't accept 4.0 students because they were like, we don't want anyone that hasn't failed before. I was like, are you kidding me? Like they hmm. basically because dietitians are so type A and typically very good in school, they didn't want people that like have never had a hardship before, like are just these like nose in your books. And I remember learning that and being like, are you kidding me? I was fine with it because I didn't have a 4.0. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I, I didn't either. I Well, maybe I did. I remember I got one B, but I re my entire college career in nutrition, but I retook the class and got an A. So I don't know what I ended like what my ended GPA was. I got an A in every nutrition class, right? Not <clears throat> and all that my is, science classes. I got a B in pretty much every like organic chemistry, biochemistry, and yeah. that. And that is like I do think that the nutrition courses were more important to internships. They look at like your total GPA and your nutrition courses because obviously those are the ones that like they care about. But anyway, so you have to kind of match up which internships you want to go after, and what your current situation looks like, because some internships put more emphasis on your grades. Some internships take like hours and what your volunteer, like your job shadowing. Shadowing. Yes, so it's all very different. And then obviously you have to tailor like any job or any application, you have to tailor your application to that internship Mm -hmm. to make sure that you look super appealing to them. Did your where did Okay, and then let's talk about where did you go to college, and did, did they require you to have a lot of hours to graduate? Was that part of your dietetic program? No. Wait, undergrad? Yeah. No. So in our undergrad, so I went to University of Wisconsin, Stout. Huh. We had to do, I can't remember the exact amount of hours, so don't quote me on this. I think we had to do like 800 or 1,200 volunteer hours or something it was insane. Oh, we, we had to crap. graduate. That was like part of our program, is we had to do X amount of volunteer hours in order to graduate. So what did you do to volunteer? So I did three. To, I did clinical, community. and... This is before your internship. This is before my internship. So Dang. I volunteered at a nursing home, um, and there I did clinical and food service because she ran the kitchen and she was huh. the only dietitian. So I did clinical and food service with her at a nursing home. And then I did um, a full month, full-time. I Jesse, my husband, was in Iowa, and they have Hy-Vee grocery yeah, stores, uh-huh. which are the best. Yeah, ha- Hands are. down the best uh-huh. grocery stores. They're for in, sure. They're in Iowa and parts of... My brother worked at a Hy-Vee. Yeah, a parts time. of Wisconsin. Yeah. They... <laughs> Their food's amazing. Their cafeteria is amazing. Like go there for lunch, no joke. <laughs> Their food's amazing. So Hi-Vee I job shadowed. Win. Yeah. So he was in the Quad Cities, Iowa. So I went to eight different stores. I took a month off work in college. I moved in with him for this like the month in the summer, and I worked full time. So I did, for, forty hours a week at High oh, Dang. in like eight locations, and I okay, loved it. So backing up a little. And I don't want to quite get into like our stories, but I wonder if maybe my college did require that. But I was already a DTR, which I already had oh. to do a thousand hours for mine. So I'll, we'll get into that, but that's crazy. We, yeah, so we look didn't at do a lot program, of hours like, graduate. So Which I is was, good. I'm glad we did, I'm glad they forced right. us to do that. That's what I was going to say. It is good because diet, to become a dietitian it's five years right now. And that is changing in 2024 starting January one, it's going to be a master's graduate program period. Like you have to have your master's to become a dietitian. So then it's going to be a seven year or potentially six years program are they Minimum. going to tie it in, though? Is the master's programs like all going to have the internship? I don't think so. Not right away. That's because they. Can, I mean, I, I would highly doubt that they could get that in order in the next four years. What they should do is what, what, should. what a lot of things exist now is I have friends that did a master's program. And their master's program was they did their internship at the end of it. Yeah. So, so it was connected. Th- and mm-hmm. that's not bad. So there are programs, they're called coordinated programs, where you already have a four-year degree or you're getting a four-year degree, and then you go to get your master's and your internship at the same time, and those are usually between two years to two and a half years long. That's not bad. Right. And so, and that is nice because it's like through your school, they set everything up for you. Like you're taking classes at night, doing clinical during the day, or some people, it sounds like your friend, do classes, and then when they're done with classes, they do clinical mm-hmm. for the rest of their time. Some people, like I know, um, the one, there's one in Florida that does it. um that my friend had gone to and it was basically like classes at night on like Wednesdays and Fridays and then during the days the other days you go for clinical so the whole time you're doing both which is kind of cool but it's a different neither one of us did that route no we didn't get a master's no for me um the reason I didn't get a master's is a I changed my major so late in the game (sighs) Uh that I honestly I could have I could have first major kinesiology exercise science I could have graduated in four years and then gone on and got a master's in nutrition and done a program like that. That would have, I would have gotten done around the same time. So looking back, that would have been the route I should have gone. Yeah, But but it is also like, yeah, there, I don't know. There's pros and cons. There's far less coordinated programs than there are internships in general it's way more expensive yes um, that's true by the way you have to typically pay for your internship mine was ten thousand dollars mine was ten thousand dollars yeah so it's completely unpaid yeah Some... they pay you oh yeah you have to pay before you start you have yeah. to pay 10 grand yeah you don't get to use student loans right and you have to take out like a personal loan if you i had to take it. out a personal loan yeah and then you you're 40 hours a week unpaid I think ours was technically you could use student loans because it was through the Mayo School of Health Sciences because they're like a teaching school, but I didn't have to do it, luckily. Yeah, no. Ours was a, I was a graduate student not seeking a graduate degree, so I could not use FAFSA loans. Huh. I wonder if I could have. I don't know. Luckily, I had married a sugar daddy, so. (laughs) He (laughs) was working. I was like, take your money, put it towards my school. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I just paid off mine um, two months ago. Oh my gosh. Ugh. And I've been a dietitian for it's, how many years? Five? It's so painful. So certain, pro- there are programs out there that will give you a stipend like every month. Um, or they'll, so it's like kind of like a pay, but most of them are like $400 a month. Like the ones that I found and then their programs are free, which is nice. Some of them you pay for the program, but they still give you a stipend. But it's like, I would rather, clearly this money yeah. is just going right back to you. So yeah. it's anyway, so the internship is a minimum of 1500 hours or sixteen. I always get it confused. I can't remember. Maybe so it's twelve hundred. Oh, maybe we should look it up. <laughs> six months, whatever. Six month. No, they time changed is. it to eight months. They my increased internship it. was only seven months. Oh, so our. I but met, I applied I start to after many. You? I started in two thousand January two thousand thirteen.
1: Okay, I, I graduated in August December.
0: 2013, and ours so switched, so I think that's exactly when it switched to eight months, because Mayo used to be a six-month program, and they had to expand it to eight months. And I only applied to six- and seven-month programs. Okay. So it must have gone up, because I think mine was 1,500, but I think at the end, when we calculated our hours, I was like, over that? But anyways, so it's a certain number of hours, but it is it's like a full-time job, and then some for minimum now, eight months. A lot of them tell you you're not allowed to work? I was not allowed to work. I signed a contract. However, my clinical supervisor—they're oh, going to take it back. <laughs> my clinical supervisor—I babysat for her kids oh, in the morning. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So I nannied, and then I nannied for other families yeah. after, before, and after work. So I—yeah, we weren't I, allowed to work. Yes, it was, it was made pretty clear. But I've got cash for babysitting, so it's that's not like really they nice. knew that. Yeah, I mean, luck—I was very lucky because I was married, and he was working full time, and he could work from home. So this is the other thing with internships. Um, because they're so few and far between, you need to even check your state or near you. A lot of times they're not near you at all. So I had to move for mine. Girl, so did I. (laughs) Yeah. I moved across the country. I do not know many people that didn't have to move for theirs unless they did what's called a distance program, which basically you have to set up your entire internship yourself. And then apply for it. Yes. And then you may not even get it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Which is why I was like, I didn't heck even look at it because no. I'm lazy. And I was like, I want someone else to tell me what yeah, to do. when Yeah, you I do. have to come up with an entire internship, get everything approved from all these people, and then apply for that. And yeah. then you may not even get it. Wow, that's horrible. Yeah, so not many people. So do that. yeah, it's a lot of work because you're basically going through like a university anywhere that has like a distance program, but then you set it up locally to you. So you have to like go to hospitals and go to clinics and like. Go to places and make these connections, which is probably good for networking. But like, you ask them if they're willing to take you on, and they're not used to having interns, and you have it's, to meet certain yeah. criteria. So Ascend has like a full-on criteria, not just how many hours you have to hit, but how many hours in each department, what kind of projects you need to work on, like what kind yeah, of you have to you submit need to like a binder at the end, yeah, and get it approved. Yeah, so it's like a whole big thing that you if you had to do that on your own I mean props to those women that are men maybe men that did that because that is a freaking ton of work yeah there's no way I would have done that no I wanted to go to a program that I knew was already accredited because yep. you don't. Know, the worst thing would be to be like at the end and then you realize you forgot something or you're or they're like doesn't oh, you get a something yeah right no thanks so after your internship is over <laughs> which is usually most of them I do have to say are about a year So although Brooke and I did like a little bit of accelerated programs, most of them are about around a year. Some of them are actually a year and a half. So it kind of depends on the program that you're applying to. But then you get, you're basically certified to take the exam. And then there's the exam. Yeah. Well, and just, so just during your internship, you have to do a clinical Food service and community. Yeah. So, an example is like typically food service is like a hospital kitchen. Ugh, yeah. Clinical is typically a hospital. Mm-hmm. And then uh, community it, were different programs. So, we did WIC, um, which is where I worked for my first job for two years. And then community, we also did like an extension program at a university where we taught cooking classes and stuff. Oh, that's cool. That was my favorite. We did it a grocery store. Oh, and grocery store, which was actually pretty fun. It's super fun. Um, way more fun than I expected. We did like not a dialysis that. center, like anything that's not inpatient. They at our internship, at least mm-hmm. they considered community. So we even did like outpatient peds, which I really loved. And then we got to choose one free week mm-hmm. of what yep. you spent your time doing. I forgot what I did. For my I free did. Week. I, I I followed an IBCLC. Oh, it, well, dang! Lactation I well, no, because then you worked at WIC, so you had plenty of experience. I know. I love I don't I remember what it. I chose for my week. I saw so many boobs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I did for my week? I, I shadowed this girl who, she owned a gym and she did, she was a dietitian. Oh, that's So she cool. did personal training and wow, she did. Wow, that fits perfectly for you. Yeah, I loved that. Um, that's but really I cool. community was my jam. I, well, yeah. I, I didn't enjoy inpatient. Frankly. I, yeah. I, and I always thought I would work inpatient right outside of getting an up my RD because I think that's the typical route is like you start with inpatient then eventually you kind of graduate and go outpatient or go do other things Mm -hmm. in the community and I just never did and I'm kind of happy I didn't because I think I would I'm glad I didn't do inpatient either yeah (laughs) WIC was for me that was a good place to start um so yeah so after you're done with your internship so we've already talked about you get your undergrad you apply to the internship you get the internship which is hard to get 50 percent fit. So, so yeah, you, have a, you have a 50% chance of graduating from college yeah. with a degree in nutrition, not getting an internship, and guess what? Yeah. What kind of job are you going to get? It's really hard. So let's talk about that real quick. So yeah. there is something called second round. So after DICAS comes out, well, let's talk about DICAS and how annoying it is to match. Yep. So what you do is um, you decide in order in which you want to submit your internship. So like yeah. Alyssa and I applied to five. So one through five, you rank them. Yeah. Now you can rank them up until the last day to submit. Yep. And so if you get an interview somewhere Before you you submit. Before you submit, then you know okay, my life. Finalize your numbers is what you mean by submit. Yep. And so um, for me, like I started out, I wanted Iowa State because I could do a month in Africa. That's the internship Mm. I wanted. My friend got it, Jill. Jill, you lucky duck. The Jill I know. Yeah, the Jill you know. Um, so she got that internship that I wanted, um, but I knew that they interviewed for that. She right. got an interview. I didn't. So I knew, okay, I need to now rank that lower because I didn't get an interview. So you know that there's certain programs that interview. Yeah. So you know if you don't get an interview, then you have to like rank that lower. Mm-hmm. And then you have to rank whatever one. Essentially, you have to rank whatever one you think you're most likely going to get. Yeah, not your favorite one. Not your favorite one whatever one you're most likely to get so that you are more matched. likely going to get matched to something quote unquote matched because they then rank you or they, they rank, rank the people you. that you apply to and your rankings have to match up closely in order to so get an you, official match. So you can screw yourself. You can screw yourself by putting the one that you could match best with as your number five and they put you as number one and you could completely miss Yep. because they'll go one by one to see where you matched up and it's, it's a complicated process, blah, 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 and they, like, talk about how great it is, and I, like, get it on, like, a conceptual level, but in real life, it's very, very frustrating. So, like, for example, I had originally ranked yep. Children's Hospital Colorado, yep, yep. <laughs> that's what it is, um, as my number one, and I really wanted to do peds. Well, I got an interview with them, and the interview went fine. <laughs> I don't know that it was, like, sparkling and really great, but I was, I was definitely more anxious for it, and I think that came across, versus... My other interviews, I was, oh, this isn't my number one. Like, not that I can kind of slack off or anything, but it wasn't as high pressure for me because it wasn't my number one choice. Mm-hmm. So I think I actually did better in those interviews. So after the interview process, I was like, which one did which I, do, one best did I on? do the best interview? Yeah. And which one were they, did they seem most excited to have me? And mm-hmm. so then I rearranged. Yep. And Mayo was my number two, so it wasn't a big deal for me. I was happy with either one. And so then I switched it because I felt like Mayo was going to pick me before Children's Hospital Colorado did. So, and then and and there then are some out. that don't in- interview. Yeah, and then you have and no that's idea. the hard thing is I, I, yeah, you apply to a few that don't interview, and you're like, I have no idea where I rank on theirs. So, oh, it wasn't Wisconsin, it was Minnesota. I went, yeah. The University of Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one did not interview. <laughs> yeah, there's a few I, I didn't like, get interviews for that I wanted. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, now I have to rank these lower. Right. And then some didn't interview. Yeah. So then I, d- I put those in the middle, and then I got one interview, <laughs> oh. and they interviewed eighty and chose ten of us. Yes. Yeah, so ten M- Mayo had three hundred applicants and took three. But how many did they interview? I have no idea. Pro- yeah, I don't know. No, no one else that I know applied to. That oh one. no no they we only had eighty apply okay. to ours because it was winter. Yeah. And then. I don't know how many they interviewed. I assume they, they interviewed, interviewed for fifteen for little, to twenty. Tiny. So they had three people in, in each internship class. So they had six yeah, interns had at one time all the time, but they're different points, which is like nice that it was a small group. I think you got more like one-on-one attention. But I mean, that's a one percent chance of getting that internship. That's insane. Yeah, like this ours, is why yeah. it's so low. And so and Daikus is part of it. So you you apply, match day comes. It's all on the same day. Everyone match knows where they match. Sucks. You go to class and everyone knows. Yeah. Did you get one? Did yeah. you get one? Did you get one? It's what everyone's talking about. I had. We had certain people that just didn't show up to school that yep. day because they didn't want to get asked and they didn't get their number one or they didn't get an internship at all. It's so. How was yours? Was it fifty percent of your class? I don't know. So I had, like had... I, I didn't engage a lot with my co-students. Okay. There was eight of us that graduated together. Oh, only eight. Okay, Because no. because like it was 80. winter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. Winter. So yours was much more. Eight and four of us got one, Dang.
1: so it was fifty
0: percent. That's crazy. I don't know. That's a good question, but I, I didn't engage a ton. Some of the people I went to school with, they were just super competitive, and I was just not in that. Yeah, that's space. how mine was too. I mean, so these I knew that they got them together. because. Yeah. Well, yeah. So our teachers started like calling people out that they knew about like if you got an internship and they knew about it because they're like your references, you have to have references and they'll be like, Hey, like congratulations. I heard you got this. So like everyone kind of knew it was super uncomfortable if you didn't get matched. I'm sure it would, I luckily I did get matched, but there were people in my class that I know are just as qualified as me and didn't get matched. My friend didn't get matched the first time we graduated together. She is amazing. She's so knowledgeable. Um, she did get matched, through the second round. Right. So that's what I was going to say. So if you don't get matched that first day on match day, the next week is open to actually just email your application to anyone that has holes. Or no, she, or did, she either got matched that way or she got matched the second, like six, like six months, months later. later. I can't remember. I'll have to ask her. So, anyway, it worked out really well for her. So, so what's good and bad about the diecast program is like we said you have to rank people and they rank you well sometimes certain internships have let's say 10 spots and they only fill eight because the other people didn't rank them at the same place and they literally just have these holes (laughs) not not because they didn't have enough applicants it's because it didn't match up right which seems like a flaw in the system whatever Mm -hmm. but so for the next week you basically like everyone and i didn't have to do it so i don't fully know but from my understanding Everyone who has holes in their internship will post yep. and then you can go in and see what their re- requirements are. And they don't have to be ones that you applied to during Diecast. and you email them directly, your resume, like your entire application basically. And then they choose that way and do in, like interviews mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's like a pretty quick process and then um, they get filled that way. So that's how Mayo had three. So like I said, 300 applicants, three got picked and they still had a hole. Like, there's something wrong with that program. Yeah, that makes no so sense. So we they it's must have only interviewed, like, five. Maybe. You know what I, I mean? No I think yeah. they only rank the people that they interview because you, you can't rank other people. Yeah, that's true. They I, can't, I just assume that they, can't they do way more than what they have Right. openings for. So anyway, so that's how they found our third um, intern who went through. So it's a whole process. It's like, it's nothing. <laughs> it's like nothing else that's out there. Like... I literally have never heard of another program doing it this complicated of a way. I think they're getting better at it. My I hope. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. A, it's a lot of like tedious work, and like I said, I don't know that it's super great at the matching program because there, there was a specific girl that I was friends with in um, in college who didn't get matched at all. And she had worked two years of food service, like, in the diet tech office at a hospital. And I had no experience in that realm. Yeah, some of it makes no sense. Like, working, I did, so we'll talk about it later, I was a DTR. So, because I already passed that exam, I think a lot of internships look for people, like, who's going to be qualified and who can pass the exam? Because they love to tout Mm -hmm. their numbers of how many people pass the exam on the first try. (laughs) Yeah, our numbers were not great. (laughs) Well, Mayo was very... um, they were motivated by that, us enough let's say. i don't think yes yeah, so that's and that's, that's the thing part is of like it. when they prepare you for the exam they take time out of their time with you to prepare you for like being an rd to prepare yeah, for the exam either. and vice versa right so it's like you can do both well but i do think that some schools have a more like like they prepare you for the exam. So my friend who didn't get matched initially and ended up getting in, yeah, her program was amazing and they really prepared them for the exam. They That's did good. study yeah. sessions. Like when she was explaining the process to me, I was like, "Oh my god!" No, you know what? She got matched second round because we were going through our internship around the same time. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she she was going through you. it when I was getting married. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, so she she felt very prepared for her exam right. because. They really prepared it. And my internship, they there were 10 of us. They split us up at different hospitals and different places. So all 10 of us got a very different experience. Right. You come out knowing different so my, stuff almost. So my roommate and I had very different experiences. We had the same internship program. Right. Very different experiences. Yeah. So they're all different. You really need to look at them and see like where they send you, what they focus on. Because like, there's different focuses in each one. Like Some are more community-based, public health-based. Some are more peds-based, adult-based. So you have to, you have to research it, you know, and gosh, I, if I would have been a little bit more proactive, what I would do differently is talk to someone who's been through the freaking program, like before Mm -hmm. you apply, because it's so important. And it's an email, the director, like the head of the internship program, and shadow some dietitians, because yes, honestly, if I would have shadowed more, I don't know that I would become a dietitian. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I like it now, but yeah, there are just a lot of jobs as a dietitian that I did not want to do. Right.
1: Yeah. Food so, service.
0: <laughs> food service. No. Service, period. All so, service. um, yeah, all this to say, so now you're done with your internship. You pass your internship And just a quick caveat, just so you know, going into it, if you get into the internship, you hate it, you're doing poorly. Um, they don't think you're going to pass the exam. They have every right to kick you out of the program and you're out the money and the education and have to start from scratch. Just as like a quick little caveat of what uh, some programs might do. Also, so. <laughs> my friend, um, I'm not going to use her name, but she applied to 10 internship programs. Oh my, which is expensive. Each program is yeah. like 100 to $150 to apply to. So what happened so much money. Okay. was with Dykus, how it messed up. She applied to this one. It's very competitive. Oh it's a VA hospital. Very competitive. She applied and another girl in our program applied. The other girl in our program had like a 4.0. She was a grad student. She was like, everyone knew who she was because, yeah. you know, she was like that girl that like knew uh-huh. everything. Um. So she applied and my friend applied. The other girl got the interview. Did great. Well, Dykus got them confused. What? Gave it to my friend who they did not interview. What? Yeah. And so that girl ranked, of course, the one that she interviewed with as number one because she did the interview and it went well. My friend ranked it like number eight or nine because she didn't think she'd get it. Dykus messed them up because they were the only two from our university. They chose my friend who they didn't interview. So my friend gets down there for her internship and all of the people, she's like, yeah, everyone's so smart. And they all were talking about <sighs> their, they were all talking about their um, interview. interview and she's like, I realized like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here because I didn't get interviewed. So then she went to the director and was like, I never interviewed like what's happening. And they said, Oh yeah, we like messed up. But by the time we realized it, like it was too late. So the other girl, my face, so the other girl didn't get, I don't know if she got matched anywhere because I think she like ranked that number one thinking she'd get it. And I think she may have screwed herself. That is a horror story. That is a horror story. I mean, great for my friends. This is super rare. This is not (laughs) normal, but that's, Insane. Yep. So things do I get mean, messed up. Yeah, things get messed up. Oh my gosh! And then the RD exam is a whole other ball game. Yep. So how it works is, you get 50 possible points. You have to get 25 out of 50 <laughs> to pass. And they ask you um, questions about food service, business, Ugh, management, business management, Ugh. food service, clinical, clinical. My favorite part. And community, right? Yeah. Those are the four sections. Yeah. Okay. I would agree with that. (laughs) So like 50% of that I hated. Yeah. Business management and food service. I legitimately was like, I'm never going to do this. Yep. I hate this. Why do I need to know what scoop size to use? So. Leave me alone. Ridiculous. Yeah. Or what kind of management style to use. Yeah. I'm 21 years old. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, like if I had to take the exam today. Yeah. Would you pass it? No. There's no, no. way. I'd pass I don't it. think any art, like any RD outside of either if they teach how to pass the RD exam or they just took it, would pass. Mm-mm. It's so not okay. So here's the thing: is so once you finish your internship, you get this little thing that basically says you're eligible to sit for the RD exam. Mm-hmm. You can take the RD exam as many times as you want, right? Is there a um limit? there I might be a limit in a certain f- time frame. There is. So I did I did not pass it my first time, which I, is common. It is pretty common. I failed it by one point. Oh and again, I I like hated management, I hated food service. Yeah. I I just did not prepare. And my internship I felt like didn't prepare me. Right. And honestly, I rushed to take it. I was the first person in my program to take it. Yeah. And by the time I took it the second time and passed. People were passing it for the first time. Right, like people were sitting for it just the first the time. So it didn't actually like it didn't put me behind. Um, and I they might have a max within a certain time limit. It, like the I first had to wait forty five days. Right, I do know or you sixty have to wait days. I can't in between remember taking it because otherwise you could just like kind of memorize the questions. And they they do change out the exams. Yeah, so it was so each different. person gets a different like A B C D or F. I think when I was taking it, they get all these different versions. So you can't like, it's on a computer, you know, right away, if you pass or fail, they give you, they print it out for you. Well, you should. So here's the thing. My first time I, I realized I failed, they like handed me the printout. They're like, I'm sorry. You failed by one point. I was like, oh my gosh, <sighs> I was a massive throw up. So the second time when I did pass the system crashed at the end. So I did, come have out. Press submit. Well, no, I had submitted and it, it went in and the girl goes, I'm sorry. I can't tell you if you fa- passed or failed. I was like. What And I'm in Minnesota Look. at the time, like an hour and a half from home. And I was like, what do you mean you can't tell me if I passed? Because I'm like panicking. So I go out to my car and she's like, you're going to have to like log in. You can't have your phone in the building, you know? Right. So she's like, you have to like go into the system and go online and see if you passed. Oh my gosh, my heart And I was you. like, what? What do you mean? So, <laughs> so I went out to my car. five years of work yes. and then taking the exam and not and that, knowing. Yeah. So then I had to go out to my car, get on my phone because my phone was in my car and then I logged in and it said, "Congrats, you passed." And I was like, "Oh, Ugh. thank God!" And then I started bawling and I called my mom, crying. And she's like, "Did you fail again?" And I was like, "No, I passed." I'm crying because I'm, I'm happy. Crying because I'm so relieved. Oh and it was just like such a high stress. But yeah, typically they like give you a printout right away and it tells you your score, which doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean like as long a, as you pass. It's a pass fail. Like yeah. I mean, it's above. T- they they I don't even know how they like each it question is no worth sense. 0.25. But like the end of the day, it's out of 50 points. As long as you're 25 or, or higher, higher, you pass. And it doesn't no one asks you your score. Like it's not a big deal as long yeah. as you pass. So I passed my first time, but and I don't remember my score. I don't remember it being something super exciting. But I I will say that it's it's not <laughs> I don't know what they call it. It's like a sliding scale on the test. So basically there's those different sections Brooke was saying. And each one has a potential for an X number of questions mm-hmm. out of the test because each each section is worth a percentage of your score. And so I would think 25% each, but I don't think that's actually how it's done. I think if you start doing poorly in one section, they ask you more. They, yeah, so it, it <coughs> kind of is on so your side. Service. It should be on your side of like if you're not doing well in the business management, which is where I sucked the hardest. Yeah, me too. Yeah, They give you deserves. more questions to try to get you to pass that section. But what's painful about it is if you're really bad at that section, like I am, I kept, I know that I had probably 50% of my test was business management and I had 10 clinical questions and I think because I got them all right, it was if just you, over. Same it was with like, me, my community. Yes. Like I got like five, 10 questions and yes. I passed right away. So it doesn't give you more. And food Which service. is nice, but then yeah. I'm 50% of my test was like business management, which how much do I use of that now? zero percent thank you I know and I kept getting right. business management and food service yes so like yeah. half the test I was and then you feel really so crappy about it because you're like I can't believe how many questions they asked about food service or whatever and then you I mean I did pass luckily but it was like gosh I probably took so and so I think it's a total of 150 questions but it's a sliding scale if you do really well you pass all the questions the first time it's only like 125 mm-hmm. and if you do poorly it can go up to 200 does that yeah. make sense? It's yeah. kind of confusing, and I, you don't have to understand it to take the test. <laughs> like, no. just take the freaking test. But know that it's it's like this sliding scale that's supposed to be there to help you. But if I would have just if it would have been a collective score and I got 25 questions of clinical mm-hmm. and only 25 questions, it would I would have passed easier. I right. think because <laughs> yeah. I struggled so much. But you do find out right away, which is really nice. Because for other exams like nursing, you don't. <laughs> I think you have to wait weeks. That's horrible. That's so mean. For the NCLEX, I think. Um, it did take, the test took, I think you have two and a half hours to take it. Yeah, that sounds right. So it, it's a while. I think I took a little over an hour and then I went back through and like checked them all, like double checked everything because I had the time. Yeah. And all you get is a calculator, scratch paper. Like they give you scratch paper mm-hmm. and you can't have anything with you. I honestly, like. I think they actually give you the, the calculators are on the computer. I don't think you can. Yeah, it tell is. Wrong. Calculators are on the computer. I, there's no way I'd pass it now. Like none of it we use. Right. None. I mean, maybe like two questions. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it it is a long route to become an RD. Yeah. So a nutritionist and a dietitian is not the same thing. Not to say one's necessarily way better than another. (laughs) Well, no, I think that there are some people out there who have a degree in nutrition and they know their shit. Yes. Totally. They really know their shit. Um, so I think, and then there's also people who've gone through the program as dietitians. I don't think they think outside the box. I think that they are like very stuck in what we learned in college ten years ago. Yep. Guess what? Nutrition's changing. So like if you're if you're following old practices, or if you're a dietitian who's been a dietitian for thirty years, and you're not keeping up with research, yeah, things have changed. And that is part of. So if you if you are a like dietitian, registered dietitian through the CDR, so that's what R D stands for, registered dietitian. Or you can also be an RDN, which they're used interchangeably. It's the same it's thing. It's the exact same thing, registered dietitian, nutritionist. Um, you do have to keep up your registration every five years by doing at least 75 hours of continuing education. Which is not a lot. It's really not that bad at all. But um, you do. So like what's, what Brooke is saying is you do have to keep up on it. Now you can choose things that are easier uh-huh. for the 75 credits versus harder. So like for my my first time go around, because my five years is up this year, I did the CNSC, so I passed an exam um, for a certified nutrition support clinician, which is not just for dietitians. Very difficult. It was like a whole nother test that's like three hours long, super intense, and way more applicable yeah. to what Brooke and I do. Versus, you can also just take online like things that you're interested in, mm-hmm. which is cool too. So, and I did. I got all my hours from a lactation, yeah. um, 40 hour a week course. Which I loved every minute of it. Or you can go to a conference. So like, there's a thousand and two ways for you to get your continuing education credits. But, yeah. And, it you know, it's a lot. So, why don't we talk about how we became dietitians quickly? Yeah. So, quick your, recap. How did you get here? Yeah. So, I was studying exercise science. I wanted to be an OT, which is funny because my son, his OT was over yesterday doing <laughs> therapy. And I was like, gosh, this is a cool job. My sister in laws an in OT school right now. Yeah. Woo-hoo. It's a un- really... Say? Really good job. Um, so I wanted to be an OT, and then I, I was like, I don't know if I want to go to grad school, and that was part of it, which mm-hmm. is funny because now I spent five and a half years in college plus an internship I, I yeah. would have gotten done at the same time. Yep. Um, and then same. I got diagnosed with celiac, so then I had said I'm going to become a dietitian. I'm interested in GI, which is true. I mean, and I always had a passion for nutrition. So then I transferred colleges, graduated after five and a half years total undergrad. So I actually had more classes in kinesiology, exercise science, than I did nutrition (laughs) when I graduated. And then graduated, I got accepted to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, did my internship there for seven months, took the RD exam twice, uh, passed, and then I worked for WIC for two years as a breastfeeding coordinator, which I love breastfeeding information, and clearly I'm having my own struggles with it right now, but so glad I have that knowledge. Um, It's helped me out a lot. And then I became a tube feeding dietitian, which I've been doing for three years, mm-hmm. which is not where I thought I'd be. We'll talk right. about that in the next podcast. Yeah. Um, it's a cool job. It is a cool this job. This is not what I envisioned. This is not where I envisioned myself. Yeah. Five years ago when I graduated. Um, not that Same. it's a bad thing, but this is totally. not where I saw myself. Me either at all. Um, yeah. So, so that's my journey. I went to my undergrad. Well, <sighs> back up even further. And I have talked about this before on the podcast, but I actually started at UC Boulder as a fine arts major, um, specializing in photography and a hippie Boulder, definitely definitely hippie situation. But, um, and I loved it. And I went there because I love art and like love photography, but I got like a year and a half in, or I think a year in, and my friend called me out on it because I love, I'm really good. I have like a propensity for math and science. I'm good at it. I like, I enjoy it. It's how my brain works. Like, so to be an art major, although I am very creative and artistic, I'm also very mathematical about it. And so, um, my one friend who is very dear to me, who I love, she had a hard conversation with me and she was kind of mad at me. And she was like, you're so smart and you're so good at math and science. And she was in nursing school and she was like you need to be doing something in healthcare like you really you would just make such a difference she was so sweet and she actually wanted me to become an art therapist which I thought was really freaking cool that would be cool I still like think that'd be really she knows me really well so she's like she's called out a few things in me that she's like you should do this you should do that that it, she's very like needles me very well like yeah. she just the other day she was like you need to become an IBCLC and I was like oh that's funny cuz I would love doing you that you would be great at that I my friends working it. on that right now yeah oh gosh it's a lot of work so I thought I could just like add it on and then I was like oh no that's like (laughs) equivalent to what I already did (laughs) so um anyways so I kind of like took a step back took a semester off of my art classes after a year and a half and was like okay what do I because the other thing too to put this in not that there's anything wrong with fine arts and photography I knew I didn't want a career in it I knew I didn't that's not how I was going to make my money I wasn't very good at taking direction from my professors of like what to photograph I'd be like yeah that's great that you want me to do that but I'm gonna do this instead like I knew that I wasn't going to do well. I wasn't going to be like a wedding photographer. Like, I'm not good at taking directions. So I knew that that wasn't... So not nothing against that whole field, and it's still very intelligent, great field to work in. But I knew that's not what I wanted to do with my life. And so I was like, took a step back, and I started thinking of all the medical things that I could do or like all these different avenues and really found... And I talked about this, I think, before in a podcast. Found that I love nutrition and the way that it's helped a lot of people like literally cure diseases or like help them manage their diseases and I thought that was really cool and I knew projecting in the future that nutrition would be huge and we would learn so much more than we already knew so I was kind of excited to get in that field so I started at the University of nope Metropolitan State University of Denver um downtown Denver because that's where we lived at the time and luckily they had a program because it's not everywhere no. it's hard to find and they were actually only four years into the program so I was a pretty new program, they're still kind of figuring stuff out, but it was a really good program. And so I was really lucky because if I didn't go there, I was going to have to go to like a nursing school, but do more nutrition stuff. And there's only two dietitian, like it was going to be bad. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I stayed at Metro, graduated from there and applied to Mayo in Florida in Jacksonville, Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville. And that was an eight month internship set for my exam down there. And just so people get a quick like sense of what people typically do to study for it, I studied for two months every day, two to six hours a day. And then at the end, like the week right before I took the exam, I studied for eight hours a day. So it's not like a quick, oh, I'm just going to sit for this exam. Well, that's what my mistake was. The first time is, I think I took it like four weeks after I graduated. So I only studied for a month. And I did study like probably five hours a day. When I took it the second time, I studied, I was studying five to eight hours a day, and then again, I had a full another month of studying. I felt way more prepared. Right. And I'm not a good test taker. But yeah, you have I'm a good test taker. Yeah. So I did, I did do well on it, but it was a lot of work. A lot. And it was hard to focus for that long for a test. Like, I mean, it's important. It, like, to me, it was like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is my whole career if I don't pass this test. Yeah. And obviously, you can retake yeah. it, but in my head, it was kind of like, you're either going to pass or fail. Like, it felt a lot more pressuring than I think it actually was. Well, they was. told us, our program, they're like, if you don't pass it the first time, your likelihood of passing ever uh, is so low. Wouldn't it and, go up? Right. Because you're, like, more experienced with the question. Well, and formats. again, yeah, I felt more prepared for it because I was like, oh, I know what to expect, and, yeah. and I'm just not a good test taker, so I think right. it got a lot of my nerves out. That but, is a lot of people. I think it's just nerves and, like... It, it is a lot of pressure. Your whole career that you've been working on for five it's years, so five plus years, is dependent on passing this exam and getting your accreditation. So it's like it's a it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of work, but it was worth it. And I love being a dietitian. I wouldn't choose anything else like to do right now. I love that I can work for myself. I love that there's so much flexibility and so much knowledge still to learn like i not that other areas you don't but i just feel like it's still growing and ever changing which i really love mm-hmm. and it's like i've talked about this before but it's kind of like an art form like it's not one size fits all for nutrition it everyone's different what they need like disease states or just wellness and i really like it so mm-hmm. i've loved it but yeah same thing i didn't expect my first job out of after i passed the exam was this job that i'm in right now which is tube feeding which we'll talk about in another episode and it's not where I thought I'd be. Mostly because tube feeding, I think, at least in my internship, the the like impression I got about tube feeding was that it was like for the experienced dietitian, like very high, um I don't know, like more You're specialized. More qualified and specialized. Yeah, yeah it's like a more specialized area of nutrition. And although that's true and I can see why we felt that way, it's also <laughs> more mathematical based and so to me it's like not easier I don't want it nothing's easier compared to something else but it does feel easier to me because I've been in it for now almost five years it becomes easy yeah Yeah. it becomes like your second nature but I think a lot of dietitians are like scared away from it they think it's like way harder I actually love it (laughs) yeah I like it a lot um and I I think a big thing about why I like being a dietitian over like a nurse for instance is our stress level yes we get paid less than nurses but our stress level, yeah. Nurses get paid more than us. Dang it. They also administer meds, yeah. so I feel like that's uh, there's some things yeah. that they could be held liable for a lot more than we could, so they should get paid more. Um, and the shit that they have to deal with, yeah, it's harder. Literal Their shit job is, is what literally I mean. harder. Um, it's way more work for. The, it's yeah. yes. So yes, they get paid more. But I was like, you know what? For me, um, making a little bit less money and having a lot less a lot less stress. Yeah. For me, that's worth it. We're still helping people. Plus the hours. Yeah. Like if I knew, I thought about nursing and I was like, I don't want to work nights. Yeah. I don't want to work overnights. I don't function well. As a dietitian, we'll never have to work overnight. Right. Yes. We're on call, which sucks by the way. <laughs> when we're on. And this is not where most dietitians are never on call. Yeah. This is just our job. Yep. So being on call is not a normal thing for a dietitian. Um, but I liked that our hours, like when I worked for WIC, I yeah. didn't work weekends. I still, we still don't work weekends. Uh, if most you work, holidays we have off. We have most holidays off. Wick, yeah. I got every holiday off. Um, right. So I mean, there are some definite perks. Yeah. If you work in a hospital, though, like guess what? You you have to work every. You know you don't and get you just, holidays off. Like you just have lower stress. Like not not because our workload is less or like it's easier work or anything like that, but it's just less high risk. Like you're. Mm-hmm. I have high risk patients, so those are stressful compared to like someone who. I don't know mows lawns or something like yeah there is stress involved but you're not it's not mm, life or death in an instant right f- like a nurse yes. you could give a patient the wrong med or something it's they're allergic to, to for it to be life <laughs> yeah and like you could kill somebody right. you know it yeah. is I mean gosh it's, it's yeah. stressful being a nurse would be very stressful yeah. I have a lot of friends who are nurses and, and like, still not paid enough for yeah, the stress yeah yeah to exactly with. like yeah they and get you're on paid your feet more all day. guys we're just like chilling at home calling our patients sweatpants. It's pretty glorious. Um, I mean, the last time I put on a wired bra, I don't even know. <laughs> even at Wick, I got to wear jeans and, like... Yeah. Yeah, that job was more chaotic. Yeah. Way more So chaotic, there's... Though. And I feel like, too, and... I mean, I don't know why we're not picking on nurses, but talking about nursing a lot. But like when I compare a nurse to a dietitian, dietitians also have a ton more flexibility, I think, like where we could go. We can go into the wellness industry. Yeah. We can go into like the exercise science part of things, tube feeding, TPN. Like we can get super clinical. We can do pediatrics. We can do all these things. You can work for yourself, which was honestly one of my biggest Um, thoughts because I wanted to I looked at like becoming a PA I looked at becoming like Mm -hmm. all these different things in the medical field and there are few that you can just have your own practice and I I loved working with interdisciplinary teams that was like my favorite part of my internship so like my dream one day would be to work for myself as a private practice which I've started but not fully fulfilled it and work with like a chiropractor and an acupuncturist and a massage therapist and a doctor and a therapist and like work in tandem with them, not mm. necessarily under the same umbrella, but like work alongside. And I that is my favorite environment to work in versus like I love dietitians. Yeah. But a lot of inpatient when you're just like you and other dietitians, it's a little bit intense. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, and I, I think I agree. I think like that's where I saw myself. That's where I envisioned myself. Right now I'm happy where I'm at, so I, mm. I don't feel a rush to right. get out, like yeah. I don't have a push to leave what I'm doing uh-huh. because working from home is pretty cake. Like yeah. I love my coworkers. I like my boss. Like, yeah. there's not like my, you know, it's just like we have a good team. We work from home. Like our patients get a lot of benefit out yeah. of what we do, and I'm yet helping it's, people we know how to do it. We yeah, feel and it's it. low stress. I mean, yeah, yes, there are other departments yeah. that put stress on us. <laughs> That's the most stressful and part you have, of like, our stressful job. Stressful days, of course, like at work, right. But in general, when you look at, like, if you were a PA or a doctor or a nurse or something else in the healthcare where you do have more fear, you know, like, of making a mistake or liability, you know, like, we, I do have, like, liability insurance, but it's, I mean, it's $2. It's so inexpensive because yeah. it's such a rare thing. I mean, unless you're literally injecting someone with fish who has a fish allergy or, like, a peanut allergy, yeah. you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Um, yeah. So I think overall being a dietitian, it definitely has a lot of perks. It it is a lot of hard work to get there though. And I think a lot of people just jump into that, not knowing how hard it is to get an internship and know how competitive it is. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard work, but yeah, yeah. it's worth, I love it. But, oh, I will say too, which I didn't talk about, which I should have, um, in between art major, art majoring and changing to Metro, for my four-year degree i actually did complete a two-year dtr program which is a diet um a dtr dietitian registered <laughs> dietitian technician registered and that program was two years long and i had to do i think it was 800 or a thousand mm-hmm. hours of clinical practice it was mostly in like community settings or like long-term care facilities and that i really would recommend to people because you get a real good idea of what a dietitian does every mm-hmm. day and I loved it. So I knew that I could go on to become an RD. And it did help me because you have to pass an exam for DTR as well. I've heard it's similar. It's super similar. Yeah. The percentages are just different. And it's a little less, like yeah. less questions, So which makes sense. But I felt more comfortable passing the first time on my RD exam because I had passed my DTR exam. Yeah. Like you just know what you're getting yourself into. And you only spend two years on it versus five plus years and then you hate it there are several dietitians who go through the entire process and then ending up hating it and then it's hard to, like where are you gonna go yeah i mean unless you, you go back like, to school, school. Yeah, yeah you'd have to go back to school because there's not a lot you can do in the dietitian realm that isn't focused on nutrition yeah <laughs> so you, you have hate to it, pretty much go to grad school for something else yeah so anyways um yeah i would recommend it i love it i think there's a lot of diversity and fun oh. that comes out of it and if I ever wanted to go back to become, like, an IBCLC or, you know, something like that, I could always do that. Well, so. and it depends on where you, what city you work in, too. Like, it, it, it can be hard to get a job. That is one perk yes. about being, like, a nurse. Yeah. There are, like, a ton of jobs. Being a dietitian in a hospital if it's a small hospital you may be the only dietitian or a nursing home you may be the only dietitian so i will say it is actually pretty hard to get a job yeah um there are not as many jobs available especially if you're in a smaller town so that is something like if you want to stay in a small town yeah you just have to know that like your likelihood of getting a job is, is, is you know it's hard and we live in denver so we have you know we have more opportunities here we have and We have some really cool opportunities in Denver that a lot of cities don't offer. Mm, so right. again, you have to know, like, if you're planning on staying in a, in a small town, you may have one WIC office, yeah. one hospital, and one nursing home. Yeah, that's it. Like, there's maybe three jobs available in the entire city. Yep. And if there's a lady who's been there for 30 years, like, you're not getting her job, you know? So <laughs> again, that is one thing to go? keep in mind. Is yeah. like, it is, it is. That's a good point. Harder to get a job. I mean, even at Mayo, there was, I think nine or 10 dietitians, but think about how many nurses in a 400 bed facility like right hundreds there's hundreds yeah so So it it is it is much more competitive that's probably part of the reason why they don't have to pay us as much like yeah you know but the regulations are changing and i think people are realizing how much more important nutrition is than they ever thought it was before Mm -hmm. so hopefully we'll see job growth and i do know that that's projected but no idea so anyways (sighs) okay Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. Thanks for sticking it out to the end. Yep. That was a lot of information. (laughs) Really? I'm surprised at how long we talked about that, but it's a good topic. And I think, I hope it helps you guys. Um, If anyone's going through your program right now, or I think Match Day was just like last week. No idea. (laughs) I think. I I saw it online. So um, good luck to anyone who's going to be starting an internship. If you have any other questions, you let us know. Our email is hello at dietriotpodcast.com or find us on Instagram at diet.riot.podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.